You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 41 of Heart and Soul. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you got to introduce me. You can't just look at me. I am joined I'm today. I'm looking for you to introduce me. I am joined today by my favorite guest of all time, my favorite person of all time, Michael Banco. Glad to be here. My husband. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Long commute, huh? Yeah. In the hall. <laughs> In the hall? Down the hall. Oh, down the hall. Um, well, we... This is my first episode back since having a baby, so I'm a little rusty. But y'all sent in questions like a month before Wills was born. <laughs> and we are going to answer them for y'all today. Yeah? Let's do it. You ready? Okay, well, let's start light. Um, this first question is, who? what's your favorite Survivor season and why? Favorite Survivor season? I think we briefly discussed this earlier. It's the one where they bring all the favorites back. Yeah. Like Game Changers. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, Game Changers. It was the one. Uh, spoiler alert if you're going to watch it. Yeah. Give it away. Sarah wins. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully you fast forwarded in that. I think she time. was the best winner of all time. Yeah, she was a really. That minus maybe Natalie. Yeah, Natalie was my second. And Tony. Favorite. I don't know. Starts naming off yeah, every season. Everyone. Maybe Jeremy. <laughs> you love Jeremy. Jeremy's your favorite. Um, okay, that was a light one. Now let's get into the little heavier stuff. Actually, let's go light again. If you were both, if you were both in a movie, what actor or actress would you pick to play each other? I would pick um, what's his butt from This Is Us, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. I think you look like him. I thought we were picking ones for each other. That's I pick I one for pick. you. That's who I was going to pick for me. Oh, no. I pick for you. You pick for me. Okay. Jennifer Aniston. That's right, baby. <laughs> Winks. How you doing? Okay. These are easy. Let's get into some harder stuff. Were, well, this was written prior to William being born, but were you nervous to watch birth? Or what were your feels before going into labor? Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Every guy I'd ever talked to warned me that it was quote intense yeah what yeah. would then what was the actual experience like the actual experience was actually really awesome i i think the birth was really peaceful i mean the 26 hours leading up to pushing wasn't the most peaceful but yeah that was the, brutal. once once you started pushing it was actually a really incredible experience yeah were you glad that you were watching from yeah. the other end yeah a lot of guys don't want to see the baby come out, but I think it's kind of cool that you saw yeah. him come out. That's something that I wish I could see, but I also don't want to ever see that part That's of me. That's very fair. <laughs> yeah. But I felt it. That's for sure. And um, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be sharing our full birth story. So stay tuned for that episode in a couple weeks. But um, all right, let's get into some more parenting ones since we're on the topic hmm let's see how did you decide on William's name well that was easy it's Michael's name <laughs> and your dad's name 
So he's the third. What was your biggest fear for having a baby, and what's been your biggest joy so far? Do you have an answer? Um, my biggest fear, kind of rain true, is like losing my like independence in a way, like with business and. I don't want this to sound like I'm being selfish, but I think we all have like a little bit of selfishness in us when it comes to our routine. And I was really afraid of like my business suffering and then my routine just being like way off because I'm such a routine oriented person. And then when he was born, that's pretty much, that was my biggest setback was feeling, when when you have a newborn, for those of you who haven't had a baby, it they just need their moms at all times of the day. So you really don't have any solo time. And I really struggled with that the first month because I just felt like I was being pulled towards him every second of every day. And as much as I love him, I was like really starting to lose myself in the midst of that. My biggest joy is, I mean, he's just so cute and... He's really a good baby, and I love when, like, he makes eye contact with one of us. That's probably, like, that probably brings me the most joy. It's, like, when we look in each other's eyes. Nice. And when he sleeps long, long. (laughs) (laughs) And when he sleeps more than three hours. Yeah. (laughs) He's been a great sleeper so far. Yeah, so far so good. Um, Biggest fear? I don't know. I think that kind of shifts. I think having a kid is almost, sometimes it feels like, death to self but (laughs) you start to it's weird because you start to think like oh I wish I could do this that or the other when in reality you wouldn't do that yeah it's like you always want what you can't have kind of thing um like in the when in Harry Met Sally when we were watching that yeah exactly where there's like a quote where she's like I wish I would have gone to Europe or something like that like I wish I would have gone she's basically saying like she never wanted to get married because she had freedom when she was single yeah but then she never did the things that she that she would had freedom to do and so like it was this... even when she was single yeah 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 so i think that that's what happens with kids is you revert back to i wish i could do i wish i had freedom to do, which is, some of it is true yeah <laughs> it's seven o'clock at night and you're still uh wrangling things in for the day uh, but I would say, I think, it's not even a fear, just something to keep an eye on is us not putting all our focus into only William or business or whatever it may be. Is Focus keeping, on each other. Yeah, keeping sight of marriage and yeah. relationships. Um, but biggest joy, I mean, I think is you get done with work for the day or you're not done with work for the day and it's a stressful day or whatever it may be and then you look at your son you're like oh wow what you you suddenly don't stress about things you used to stress about it it is a perspective changer new priorities yeah like it changes your priorities and before we had the baby my business was like super stressful and I feel like even though all that stuff went on right before William was born like once he was born I was like I don't care like my priorities have totally shifted and he's he's worth it um one of my friends sent me a message she's a business owner and has three kids and she said 
give your baby your best and your business the rest. And I thought that was really good. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice, Tiny. Okay. Um, let's go into some relationship ones. How about what is one thing you do when things are off to reconnect? This is kind of, um, oh, no, an Amber Alert's coming through. Uh-oh. That always freaks me out. This is also, this has been asked twice, but kind of the same thing. When you're not on the same page, how do you process through that and how do you reconnect? I'm going to let you answer this one. <laughs> I actually think that in those situations, it's sometimes best to just get together with another couple. Yeah. Because like as you're outwardly processing with them your point of view, you're also somehow putting yourself in their shoes of like, okay... Is, am I being selfish? Like, where am I wrong in this? Whereas sometimes it's, if it's just you and I talking, it's very easy for me to only see my way. Mm -hmm. It's like when you introduce other people into the equation. It's like therapy. Yeah, you open up your perspective to see new perspectives, kind of. And, and it's just nice to hear from people who have been through what you've been through and get it and can provide um, good advice. So I think every time that we... Uh, get off track we just call john and Allie. And yeah it, it's seriously all it takes is one call and we're like oh we get it now yeah we have a couple or michael has a um like an old mentor i guess mm -hmm. in dallas and they're just like one or three steps ahead of us in life and so whenever we're going through a thing we'll call them and hop on a zoom call with them and We'll go in and I'll be completely like silent, giving you the silent treatment. Like we're in like such a bad mood and then we'll leave and we'll be like, all right, like we're good. Right. Just because they give us like perspective that either one, you're not crazy or two, um, like we've been through this too and we got through it. And then you're like, oh, okay, we can get through it then. Couples get through it before us. Anything else on that one? Date night. Oh, yeah, date night. Yeah. Yeah. You you talk when you're together, but you really have to get out of the house and into a different environment to sometimes yeah. really talk. I mean, not always, but it, it's helpful. Yeah, sometimes you just get into your routine and you'll say, like, you'll do the same. It's like, what's that movie called where you do everything the same? Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah, it feels like Groundhog Day, and you just kind of have the same conversations and the same... Right feels like a schedule instead of intentional okay how do you how do you resolve conflict i feel like we, we kind of just answered that yep so what's your favorite thing about each other oh wow that's a great question yeah you got one on, on the top of your mind um i have a lot of favorite things about you yeah um but one of my favorite things is your ability to remain calm and thoughtful in situations where I'm more anxious driven and I kind of stress when something goes away. I'll go to, I'm like, grass is always greener on the other side sometimes. <laughs> like I go mm -hmm. to like the worst case scenario and you'll, you kind of stay calm. And sometimes it annoys me because I'm like, I wish you would say something. But at the end of the day, I like need that. So mm. it is my favorite thing about you, your calmness. And then also 
um, that we just laugh every day. Yeah. We're but, both pretty weird. Yeah. I wonder if every couple is really weird behind closed doors. Well, I don't know. I think, well, yeah, I'm sure everyone's got like weird inside jokes, but when we got married and I started putting you on Instagram, people were like, I've never seen this side of Michael. And I'm like, he's so weird in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Like inside these doors, you you get weird. I'm pretty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hannah's been putting up stories of Austin, and I think he's actually even weirder than me. But yeah. it's close. I don't know. It's a different kind of weird. Yeah. Um, mine would probably actually be very much that, as I think you've just made me a better, happier person, and it's not even just one particular thing that you do. It's just being with you makes me better. Oh, yeah. You can ask my brother that. Ask your brother. What do you mean? Or my dad? Just anyone in my family. Like I'm a, I'm more fun. I'm, I'm a better person to be around because of you. Oh, I'm not really good at accepting compliments, but thank you. You're welcome. I love you. Take a sip of wine. Okay. Um, what's been the biggest? Ooh. Okay, I'll I'll separate these. What's been the biggest lesson you've learned in marriage? Uh, the biggest lesson I've learned in marriage is that if you want someone, if you see something that someone's doing, and you know that if they changed it, it would be better. It it does you no good to try to change it. Okay, see so what you got there. <laughs> yeah, that made no sense. But what I what I meant to say was <laughs> what I had said was judging someone for their weaknesses only makes them worse. Mm. Whereas if you were to meet them in their weaknesses and accept them and not try to change them, it actually helps them overcome their weaknesses rather than you trying to help them overcome their weaknesses. Oh, that was good. You got there. I eventually got there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty messy, though, to start. I'm not even sure what you said in the beginning. <laughs> um, the biggest lesson I've learned in marriage. Uh, I mean, I guess it's just... Everyone said that marriage would be really, really hard, and... One thing that I would say is it really isn't hard if you're with someone who you enjoy being with. Life is really hard. Like, life throws curveballs at you. You know, you have a miscarriage or you lose a job or something happens. And that makes that makes your relationship harder. But if you marry someone who you really enjoy being with, then... It's really not that hard. I know I didn't answer the question, but I feel like my biggest lesson would be prior to marriage, if I were to give this to a single person, is marry someone that you genuinely enjoy hanging out with because you're going to be with them every single day. It's like when you had that bad roommate in college. Anytime you have a roommate and you're like, wow, you notice every single thing about them, you want to notice every single thing, and when that annoys you, you just want to make sure that you like the person still. <laughs> That wasn't as good as your answer, but that's my that's my advice, y'all. I see this on your screen. Who's your funniest friend? Well, 
the person who sent this wanted me to say her, and it's, <laughs> it's also correct. Liz, you are my funniest friend. And for all my other friends who are listening, thinking it's you, it's also you. <laughs> Liz is one of the, the funniest people I know. Yeah, she's a hoot. We'll be, we'll see if she still listens to the podcast. Yeah. If she reacts to this episode. I'm not going to tell her to listen. Right. I'm just going to see if she texts me or something. But if she doesn't, there's, she's still your best friend. I don't know. <laughs> Might be a make or break situation. Okay. Um, in what ways do you feel that your differing personalities help round out your parenting styles or will help round out your parenting styles? Um... Well, I kind of brought this up earlier, but Michael has the ability to remain calm, thoughtful, gentle in situations. So I think that'll be really beneficial for our kids because, like I said earlier, life is chaotic. And to have like a sounding board in their dad is, I think, a really beneficial thing to have as a parent. Um, and then, I don't know. You can talk about me. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to... I think people attribute being worried as almost like a negative. But I think you're... It, it, it's not that being worried is good. But you are going to be mama bear. In the sense that if William's doing something that puts him in danger, I think you're going to be on top of it. Yeah. Like, I think you're always going to be thinking what is challenging our kids or what's coming against them right now that, you know, we need to be praying for, we need to take action on. And that's a double-edged sword because sometimes it does turn into worry and fear and that's not a good thing. Right. But there's also a place of being accountable and a good steward of this gift, which is a human being. Uh, that you are yeah, like accountable real, for taking care of, which like is crazy. A real life human being. It's yeah. so weird that he's like our kid. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> totally. Okay, what was the moment you knew that he was the one? This is directed towards me, so I'll answer. Um, we were long distance, and he was living in Texas. I was in Wilmington, and he came to visit for... Well, we had seen each other probably three times prior to this trip, but then you came um, to visit for like a week straight, mm -hmm. and I was living with my grandmother. He came and stayed at grandma's house, and I was so nervous going into it because we had previously only spent like a weekend together, and it was not like we were staying in the same place, like we could get a break. But this was like a week, and I kept thinking, oh my gosh, what if day two we both like hate each other or day three and it ended up being really good. Yeah. And I think I knew, well, I have a weird thing on the one, but I think I knew in that, during that trip that this is someone I could spend the rest of my life with. Meaning you don't believe in the one. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in like soulmates. Like there's only one person for you. Right. I believe that, you're the one because I married you. Right. So now, like, you are the one. That's a good answer. But there's, there's, um, I feel like there's plenty of people that you and I could both be compatible with and marry and have a good life. But yep. you're the one because I married you. 
Great answer. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, all right. Let's, any of these you want to talk about? Oh, how long were you long distance and how did you survive? We were long distance for eight months. Yep. And we serve one thing that I would tell any long distance couples is plan the next two trips before you, like if you just plan one and then you're leaving each other and you don't have a next time set up to see each other, it makes it way harder. But if you know at the end of this trip, I'm going to see him in three weeks when I go to Austin or when he comes here or whatever, then it's like, okay, there's a, right. there's a next time. And communicate how much you want to communicate because yeah, a lot of guys could go literally a full day without talking and not think twice about it. Like a text. I know so many friends, so many girlfriends who date long distance and their biggest pet peeve is their person or their partner doesn't text them during the day and girls love to like be right. pursued, pursued, right. like continuously all day, every day. Right. <laughs> so we had, we had date nights on FaceTime once a week, our baby's crying, <laughs> on FaceTime once a week and then we had comp, like specific nights of the week where we like talked on the phone and the other days we just texted yeah and that helped us all right let's wrap it up <laughs> since our our human is crying okay um what are some let's let's answer this in a different way it says what are some personal goals and family goals mm-hmm. let's wrap up with what are some relate our relationship marriage goals and what are some family goals Sounds like you've thought about things. I haven't. <laughs> I just thought it would be a good ending one. Um, you answered it really well with the date night. Like, keep continuing to pursue each other before your children. So that's like a marriage goal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Family goal is to have an environment that is open and shameless. <laughs> but, like, you can come here and... You can come to the table with whatever you're going through and you are loved and given grace regardless. Yeah, I, to be honest, I don't have goals. I don't know if it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have family uh, or relational goals per se that are objective. It's just more of, I guess, principles that you kind of want to Yeah, maybe by. that's a better word. Of, it's not like we have a vision board. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we want to create an environment where our kids don't feel they have to perform to be loved, but at the same time, work hard and value hard work and dream big. Yeah. It's it's almost like, um, I always remember the story, I'm about to go into sports, so you might lose some subscribers All right. here, All right. but Kobe Bryant, everyone knows who Kobe Bryant is. When he was a teenager, he scored zero points an entire season. Oh, wow. Playing for his basketball team. And his dad told him, Kobe, I don't care if you never score again. I'll always love you. And Kobe said it was at that moment he knew he didn't have to play to earn his dad's love and that he could choose to continue to play basketball or not. And he chose... To obviously become Black Mamba. Yeah, the best, one, one of the best, of, the best of, all time. of all time. And well, so he never felt, he never had a chip on his shoulder of trying to earn his dad's love that he could play truly to become the best in the game and 
he put he acted as if he did have a chip on his shoulder but yeah that's i guess kind of the environment i'd love to create yeah that's good i like that that's a good little little story all right i have four questions that i ask every single guest and i'm gonna ask you first question is what is something that you're currently obsessed with or binging right now obsessed with or binging ted lasso yeah who's your favorite character oh man i'm actually gonna go ted right now i know everyone loves roy but what why ted i mean there's plenty of reasons to love i feel like ted is the ultimate optimist of like how life could be but then at the same time you realize that he's a human and he has to overcome his own challenges yeah so and he's facing those challenges even though he kind of squirmed yeah was kind of squirmish doing so it's kind of squirmish. <laughs> What's the right word there? It's just the way you did your fingers when you said squirmish. Yeah. Uh, okay, second question is, what is something that you are excited for in the rest of 2021? In the rest of 2021? So in the next four months. Wait, three months now. Two months. Oh my gosh, it's October. <laughs> it's October. I would say uh, holidays with a new family. Yeah. Of We get to do Thanksgiving and Christmas with Wills, and that's going to be awesome, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. That's, my, that's what I'm looking forward to most. And Christmas time with a baby. Yeah. Okay, third question. What's something that you really love about yourself? That I love about myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. um you probably know this better than i do what do i love about myself (laughs) (laughs) i don't know this is supposed to open up your um heart to appreciating things about yourself so you need to say it what's something you really like about yourself right now i like that um i'm disciplined you are very disciplined yeah yeah very disciplined that's a great thing thank you yeah um okay last question if you could leave our listeners with one little last nugget to land on what would you say a last nugget to land on i would say that i don't know why i want to say this but sometimes it's okay to quit oh you don't know why? I'm, I'm going to call that a God moment. I don't know why. It just popped into my head. Oh. So maybe uh, There's probably someone's... some listeners out there that are grinding through maybe a work situation, maybe a relationship, maybe a project that you're doing it just because you say you're not a quitter. But what's the point? Mm. What's the point of saying that you're not a quitter? I read a great book called The Dip one time mm-hmm. by Seth Godin. It's literally, you could sit down and read it in one sitting. The dip. Yep, and it's the subtitle is when to stick with it and when to quit it. And it talks about. Yeah, he talks about like it's okay to quit. Like our society has somehow put not quitting on a pedestal. Yeah, it's kind of like how our society has put not resting on a pedestal. Right. And now there's this like new era of learning how to rest, and nobody knows how to do it in America. Right. So it's kind of similar to that. Totally. Like we're grinders. We just go, yeah. go, 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 go. Recording podcast on a Sunday. Yeah, I would also like to note that 
Michael's wearing his Bose headphones right now, and they are not connected to the microphone. But we are recording this live, so we're going to put on our YouTube show one day. <laughs> he just wanted to wear headphones to feel more legit. <laughs> we had the iPhone 13. You saw the recent commercial. We could be filming this right now. I know. We have, like, iPhone 7s and 10s, though. We're so ghetto. Yeah. Okay, well, I love you, and thanks you for too. being a guest. Over and out. Over and out. All right, listeners, I we will be back next week with a one of your favorite types of episodes, hopefully. But we're gonna re Rachel and I are gonna recap the um, premiere of the Bachelorette Michelle season next week. So stay tuned for that. All right, over and out. Bye. Whoa!